Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Mouse House. Tonight's episode is about relationships and are they worth it? Current time, 7.35 p.m. So I'm going to explain a little bit what happened after my last podcast. So what has been going on a little bit. And then I'm going to explain what I'm going to do in this podcast and then what I'm going to talk about afterwards. So you get an idea of how things are going to be structured for this episode because I think it's important to know what the structure is going to be so you know like why you should listen to the entire episode because I know relationships can be a touchy subject or, you know, it can make people happy or upset or whatever. You know, maybe it's frustrating or, um, you know, oh, no, you know, it's not like that or whatever, right? I think I jinxed myself, <laughs> okay? After I announced that I had been chatting with somebody, my math got in the way, either for good or bad. And something didn't add up. And it, I would say it's a low, medium kind of situation. And I wasn't accusatory. I was, you know, the best thing to do is play dumb. And that's kind of what I did. And just not understanding. And asking... Hey, I, I don't get it. Can you like explain this? I don't really understand. Like it doesn't make any sense and just kind of play stupid, right? That's the best way to approach things because the individual feels like they have an upper hand. Not that it's a battle or anything, but if you're, if you're, I wouldn't say suspicious, but if you're questioning something, you're just kind of wondering and you don't want to go on attack mode, obviously that's not, that's not right. You know, it's not good to attack the other individual okay especially if it's somebody you may want to be with right and i had said i was like you know i, I don't really understand what you're talking about that the, the numbers didn't add up in terms of the situation i was like this says 2015 and you claimed something last year talked about something from last year but this isn't available there and then you know how how is this possible i don't get it because how are you able to do that but it says 2015 and stuff so i was questioning that and i was like i i don't get it i don't really understand like i you know, just help, help me understand. I don't under, I don't get what's going on. I'm really confused. Can you please like help me get this, you know, understand what's, what's going on. And so they were defensive, even though I wasn't like, Hey, you know, you're lying to me. And I was like, look, don't get mad. I, I just, I'm trying, just trying to understand. I, I just don't get it. Okay. I, I really don't understand. Can you please explain it to me? And so they came up with an excuse and I was like, they were like, oh, 
uh, you know, it was my brothers. And they were in this country, in England. And I was like, okay. And I looked over the fact that this individual said they were an only child. I was like, whatever. I'll just ignore that. <laughs> okay. So then I Googled it and did a little research. And I sent the screenshot. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, I, I don't get it. Because here it says 2018. So, um, you know, and that's when I... I wouldn't say go on attack mode, but I was like, your story doesn't make any sense. How was this created three years before it was even available in England and, you know, all this stuff, right? And so they, <laughs> they didn't answer. <laughs> they never, like, they just stopped talking to me. And I was like, I'm just trying to understand something. That was it. I, I just... And so I was like, you know, I could just look over this and be like, whatever, and just sweep it under the rug. But, and I'm going to talk about this towards the end about my age, but I'm 39. I, I'm not young. Okay. I'm far from being young. So. For me to just look over this, it's kind of like, do I want to take this chance with an individual who is clearly lying to me now twice, three times, because there's another situation I won't mention. And yes, the, the problems are, I wouldn't say surface level, but you know, they're not a big deal, but my, from my standpoint, I was like, okay, if they're going to lie about things like this, what says they won't lie about something bigger? You know, if they're going to lie about something as simple as this and they, they could just tell me, I was like, look, I don't care. Okay. I, I don't care why it says 2015. I just want to understand how that happened. I, I don't get it. Because it's impossible. I was like, you just be honest with me. I, I'm not going to judge you. I don't care. You know, whatever. Right. This account, you know. And I was like, I really don't understand. And they just were setting up walls. And then they finally gave me the brother excuse, which didn't make any sense because they were supposedly an only child. Okay. But I was like, you know, I just couldn't get that out of my head. I was like, if they are going to lie about things like this, which are not big, but they're not small, they're noticeable. That I, I think that's the best way to, to, to say, talk about it, is they are noticeable in terms of lying. What, what are the chances of this individual lying about bigger things? that could potentially ruin the relationship or end the relationship. You know, I have to look out for myself just as they have to look out for themselves, obviously, you know, that's how it should be is 
you know, of course you should look out for yourself and be vigilant and, you know, um, don't be afraid to question things. If, if things are out of line, don't attack the individual. Just be like, Hey, I don't understand this. Like, can you, can you just help me like understand what's going on? Like, or can you explain what happened or, you know, I'm not going to judge or anything, you know, don't say that. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it works. <laughs> a lot of the times when you say, I'm not going to judge, they immediately put up a wall and they're just like, nope, <laughs> not going to tell you. Right. So the best thing to do is just be like, hey, you know, just play stupid. Just be like, hey, I, I don't get it. I'm stupid. So explain it kind of thing. And just see, see what they're going to do. Observing an individual after you ask them things that look somewhat questionable or maybe look out of place is the best way, not all the time, but is a good way to get an idea of how the relationship is going to go further on. Now, for me personally, I, I don't care about money. I could care less. Okay. But this individual wanted me to help them. And they're like, hey, you know, maybe you can help me and stuff. And I was like, okay. And then they had changed their mind, which was weird. They're like, oh, no, no, no. I'll take care of it. I was like, no, I'll help you. I don't care. Like, you know, if we're, if we're going to be in a relationship and stuff like that, I don't mind helping. It's not a big deal. Right. And, you know, I wanted to be with this person. I don't talk to them anymore, by the way. I was like, you know what? If you're not going to answer me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to badger you. And I'm certainly not going to, you know, um, crawl towards you, you know, begging, if you will, and looking over these things that I brought up that you lied about, you know, the answers were lies and you, you were already putting up walls, you know, like, um, when I asked about them and stuff. So I was like, no, it's fine. You know, I don't care. I, I, I could care less about money. It doesn't mean anything to me. And so then they're just like, oh, okay, fine. So I was like, that's weird. You know, first they had asked me. And then they said, no, I'm going to take care of it myself. And then I was like, no, I'll help you. And they're just like, okay, fine. That sounds good. I was like, all right, whatever. You know, and I looked over that. I was like, I don't care. Maybe they're just indecisive and, or maybe they felt bad because, you know, we don't know each other that well. Right. And that's understandable. So that's why I looked over it. I was like, eh, whatever. Right. Well, <laughs> thankfully. And so part of me is upset because I really liked this person. I didn't know him for very long, so I'm not like, you know, depressed or anything or upset about it, but I was like kind of sad. I was like, man, that sucks. You know, that level of sadness. I was like, you know, I really liked them. You know, I really wanted to see where the, the relationship was going to go. And, and I was excited to meet them, you know, this month. I was actually going to go meet them like this week. And you know, I was going to go hang out with them and stuff. And I guess, you know, I planned on bringing food, like snacks and stuff. We're going to meet at a park. Um, 
you know, so I guess it would be a date, if you will. And I was really looking forward to that. Who who wouldn't look forward to a date with somebody that they are attracted to and they like and stuff? Um, you know, so instead, I uh, invested the money because I like investing and stuff. This morning, I invested it. Um, the money that I would have used to help them out. And... I made, well, I haven't cashed out yet, but I've made, so far I'm up like uh, $4,500, like in 12 hours. So, you know what? It's not too bad. <laughs> it, it sucks, you know, that I couldn't build a relationship with this person because they weren't being honest, but, you know, the four grand helps. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll feel a little better, <laughs> right? Anyways, the next thing I wanted to talk about was the mathematics of a relationship. And so I'll give you some insight on how I see things. Okay, because you know me, I'm very mathematical. And the one thing that's kind of frustrating for me is that, you know, not all, but I would say most like 90 plus percent of women look at men who just think with their wedding vegetables, okay, if you will. And so when I'm not that type of person, okay, and I'm a very mathematical type person and I use my brain, not my wedding vegetables to go after somebody, if you will, right, pursue a relationship. It's frustrating. It's like, well, so you're just placing me in this category or in this box. You don't even know who I am. Okay. And so that's going to sound hypocritical in this episode, but I'm just doing the mathematics. Okay. And then I'll speak about myself and just how I see things further along past the math. Okay. So this isn't any hatred. This isn't like bashing on anyone or anything. Uh, you know, I'm not letting my emotions out from past relationships and, and using that against people I don't even know who are listening. Okay. This is just the math. And that's why I like math so much. Math does not lie. People do. And I always tell that to people, say that to everybody. The math doesn't lie. People will lie. But the numbers don't. Okay? So let's look at a relationship in terms of marriage. Right? Because I think, I know the numbers are falling, but the majority of men and women, they want to get married, especially women. They they want the nice ring and the, the beautiful dress and the wedding and stuff. I, I get that. That's cool. I can see why you want that, especially the food. <laughs> okay. All right. From, I did, this is all my math and I've double, triple, quadruple checked it, Googled everything and just got pretty rough basic numbers. Okay. It's actually higher. From engagement ring to 
the end of child support and everything in between. So when you put that ring on, wedding, marriage, the house, the cars, regular cars. I'm not talking like Lambos, okay? I'm talking like regular cars, okay? Like Toyota Camry kind of thing. Um, you know, the house, paying child support, and just, I'll explain the years of marriage to you. Because you might be like, well, those years are quite short. I googled it. It's 20 years. I would say maybe. Very few are married for 20 years. Okay. So from engagement to child support and the end of child support and everything in between, you figure seven years. And that's $800,000. It's more like a million dollars, but I rounded down. I said, okay, fine, 800000 That's more, you know, you're not living in New York City kind of thing. Okay? Or like Los Angeles or something where it's expensive. It's eight hundred grand, Right? That is a decent chunk of change, right? In seven years. And you're like, why seven years? Seven years is very short. You know, the average is, when you Google it, it says, I think it was like 19.9, round up, 20 years. I think in today's day and age, seven years is realistic. You get married, you probably try to have kids for two years, let's say. Or within two years, you're going to have a kid, right? And you're going to have that kid. The kid's probably going to turn five years old which is old enough to kind of walk around and almost do its own thing, right? Not like unsupervised, but you know what I mean. And that's when things, you know, you've been through it all kind of thing, the diapers and everything else. And five years goes along and you're just kind of like, you know what? And there's two reasons possibly why. You know what? I kind of miss being single. I kind of miss doing my own thing. I'm getting sick of this whole like being married and having a kid thing. That's why it's seven years. The other reason why is you have to pay child support until the kid turns 18, right? So if you are married and the kid is five years old, right? That gives you 13 years of child support. So that's three years you can screw around and party to get over your marriage. Now you have a free babysitter, the parent. You could just drop them off and then go party for three years and have fun and get it out of your system. And then you have 10 years of guaranteed child support, right? So a whole decade of payments. And so that's the other reason why I said it's more like seven years and just basic observation. You know, you always, you always see, hear about these young couples and they break up or they get a divorce or whatever most of the time it's like five to seven years let's say seven okay now obviously sex is a part of a relationship so i googled that how often do married couples have sex it said once a week and i was like all right let's say you really you actually love each other (laughs) Okay, you really want to be together. You actually are attracted to each other. 
which we'll get into later. Let's say it's twice a week, right? That means the $800,000, you're having sex twice a week for seven years, right? That's $1,100 a night. Every time you sleep together, that costs him $1,100 every night. I did the math, okay? I don't think any man or woman is worth $1,100 a night, okay? <laughs> like, I think hookers are like, well, I don't know. It could be anything, right? Well, you you probably figure a hooker with no diseases is probably about like 500 right? Maybe. I don't know. You know, $500 an hour. So she's worth over double the price of a hooker. And I'm not being mean. This is just the math, okay? This is not like, oh, you know, she's ugly or anything like that. I'm not saying anything like that at all. This is just the mathematics, the numbers spread out right in front of you. So a hooker is like 500, right? In the ballpark range, I imagine. Now let's look at dating though. So if it's $1,100 a night to sleep with her, you, <laughs> dating is over twice as inexpensive. Now, I personally have never been on a first date. I've been in relationships ever since I was like 14. But I've never been on like a first date. But they always say on the third date, things happen. Right? You you sleep together, basically. Well, the average price here in America for a date, for a date night, is $159. So 159 times three is 477 versus $1,100. That's 2.3 times more to sleep with your wife one time. So why would you get married if you can go on twice as many dates? Over doubles. Let's just say two. The point three doesn't exist. So you could go on twice as many dates and, you know, well, you could sleep with as twice as many people, you know, on the third date, let's say. Now, let's say you didn't have any morals and you didn't care, which I'll get into later. Let's say, you know, obviously you couldn't sleep with every hooker in your state. So you're going to have to go to different places, right? So let's figure 14 states because... A lot of people, especially outside of America, they don't realize how big the United States is in terms of mass, you know, and how big like some states are. So let's say 14 states. That's pretty realistic. You know, you could either fly or drive, whatever. That's, I would say that's realistic. So you take $800,000 engagement to child support and divide that by 14. That's 57,142. Okay. Now that 57,142 divided by 
52. So there's 52 weeks in a year equals $1,100. So, you know, I'm rounding up and down. It's like change. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like $1,098.90. So I just round up or round down. Not by much. Okay. So you can sleep. Let's just say you don't care. You can sleep with a new hooker every week in 14 different states for the same price. Every week you're with somebody else for the, the exact same price as marriage to, to child support, uh, from engagement to child support. Right? So let's say you didn't get married, but you put that money aside, the amount that you would have paid from engagement to child support. $800,000 divided by 364 months, which is seven years. That is $2,197, basically $2,200 a week. You can blow on whatever you want. You can, you can do all kinds of stuff. You can do whatever you want. I mean, $2,200... That's, you don't even need three dates. <laughs> I mean, I imagine if you spent $2,200 on a date, you're probably getting some that night. <laughs> okay. So let's take 21, let's say 20 years. Let's say you actually did stay married for 20 years. That's $40,000 a year divided by 104. Okay. That's 384 per night that you're sleeping with her. Remember, twice a week, right? So 384 divided by 159 is still 2.4. So over double the dates you can have versus being married for 20 years. You can date twice as many people and sleep with them. So where is, you know, when it comes to a relationship, where, where's the upside? And the reason, the hooker thing, right? You know, people go on and on. This was going to talk about. People go on and on about how horrible hookers are and how horrible prostitutes are. Well, the prostitute costs $500 or more, right? Probably like a thousand bucks. I imagine a thousand dollars an hour would get you a pretty decent hooker, right? You know, one that's young, attractive, uh, STD free, wears nice clothes, things like that, right? Well, you, the individual that I not not saying you specifically, but you, this let's say she's standing in front of me, this person that let's say they want to get married to me, or they want to date me. Well, you only cost $477 versus $1,000. So in, in terms of monetary value, the hooker is over twice as valuable. Because I'm paying 1000 bucks an hour for this individual. Whereas the girl who wants to date me, I'm only paying $477. 
It's just, instead of the money going directly to her, it's going to the person I'm buying flowers from. It's going to the checkbook, or the checkbook, <laughs> the restaurant bill, the booklet that they give you, where you put your card or your money in, and it's going to a waiter. And it's going to a bar. Let's say we want to go out for drinks and dance and whatever. And so it's going to all these little things. The, the hands are different in terms of where the money is going, where it's being handed. But in terms of monetary value, so I don't care where the hands are. I don't care who is taking the money. A date, on the third date you sleep together, let's say you do, because that's what they always say, is over two times cheaper than a hooker who's like 1100 bucks. So who, who's the one who's cheap here? You know, people are like, oh, I have morals and things like that. And I'm not saying you need to be a hooker. Not at all. I'm saying you're putting down women who sleep for money, but they're making over twice as much. And essentially you're doing the same thing just 2.3 times less money, $477 versus $1,100. Now, why, why are you going to want to be married when it costs $1,100? That's how much it is. You're sleeping, say you actually love each other twice a week. And you end up not staying together. It's $800,000. Why are you paying $1,100 a night to sleep with your wife? When you can pay $477. And you could have a different girl every week. And you might think. Well. You're not counting in like. Building memories. And emotions. And love. Well, yeah, that's in the beginning of the episode. I said, we're just looking at the math. And so why are we looking at the math? You know, if I don't care about money, I don't. But, and this is very understandable and justifiable to some extent, is women care about money. And to some extent, I mean, they need to be realistic. When it comes to this. So women look at men and they want some sort of security, which that is completely justifiable, 100%. Because you're putting your trust in this individual that they can provide for you, right? You know, roof over your head, food on the table. Let's say you have a job too, but you know, why are you going to have somebody living with you who, let's say they have a job and they're not contributing? Well, I mean, of course they should. They shouldn't keep all that money for themselves. You both live in the same house. You both eat the same food. Obviously, you should contribute as well. You know, the guy, the guy should. So where it's unrealistic is 
where they think most men make money or how much they make. And it's like, it was something like 0.2% of men in the United States actually make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Like it's none of them basically. Um, you know, the, the average was like $45,000 or something like that. It wasn't very much. It was like 40, 50 grand. Um, it might even been less. And I understand. And, and the reason why I understand, I understand why they can kind of see that, like, you know, not correlate those two numbers and be like, Oh, I don't understand why a hundred grand is like too much or whatever. Right. Because that's a decent amount of money and it's good security. Right. And I, I can relate in terms of vehicles. I'm like, well, why wouldn't I pay 160 grand for a CLK 63 black series? That's old, you know, it's 2008 Mercedes. Well, there's only 500 in the world. And the one I want is in white. There's only 34 white ones. So there's value there. So to me, that's something, you know, that's an investment, just like a relationship is an investment, right? And so when they're like, oh, well, you know, he should make like a hundred grand because they are willing to invest their time and energy into this individual. They certainly want a decent amount of security on the other side. So that's why I understand. But the other thing too is, and the reason why I'm talking about, you know, from engagement ring to child support, you're like, well, I mean, lots of people stay together. Yes and no. The divorce rate here in the United States is like 70%, which is bad. But actually, side note, the worst place, if you're a guy or a girl, do not date anybody ever who is born and raised in Portugal. I don't hate Portugal. I'm just saying if they're like, Oh yeah, I'm from Portugal. And they were like born and raised there. Walk away. <laughs> don't even, don't even think about dating. Them. I don't care how good looking they are because the divorce rate in Portugal is like 92%. <laughs> okay. So like, don't even think about it. <laughs> just save yourself the heartache. Okay. I don't even care about the money to save yourself. The heartache 70% here in the United States. So let's go back to just, just the math. All right. A relationship is an investment. We can all agree on that. Let's take love and all that stuff out of the window. I'm not even talking about it. We're only looking at the numbers. So if somebody came up to you, and said, hey, I have an opportunity for you. It's life-changing. This is going to potentially change your life for the better in ways that you can never imagine. And you will be completely content, fulfilled, accomplished, and you will die happy. You'd be like, kidding me? I'm in. The buy-in is $800,000, but there's a 70% chance you're going to lose that $800,000 
and you're going to lose that happiness and you might be worse off than you were today emotionally and you know just everything with it financially if you looked at it like that there's no guy no girl no love no nothing that is purely the numbers only looking at the relationship as an investment which they all are right if you don't think a relationship is an investment you shouldn't be in one okay if you just look at it like that you're gonna be like no i'm good (laughs) i'm not risking 800 grand when there's a 70 percent chance i'm gonna lose all that money and be emotionally worse off than I was before I even did this. So that's a huge risk. Right? That that does not sound like a good investment at all. And you're like, well, why do so many men get married then? Yeah, you know, thousands of people get married probably every day. Right? It could be a number of things. Impulse. Maybe they got pregnant unexpectedly and they're like, well, we better get married. You know, we're having a kid, so we might as well. Or they're thinking with their wedding vegetables. Right? And they're like, this is the person, you know, they're hot and I want to sleep with them all the time. You know, for me, when I look at these numbers, especially that marriage one, their sex life, I'm an all or nothing kind of person. Okay, you know that. I think all of you know that who are listening, who are regular listeners. I look at that, I'm like, well, why would I ever get married? I mean, if I'm going to be in a relationship with somebody, I mean, I want to make love to them at least twice a day. If not three times, you know, at least two to three times a day, I want to make love to them because I love them. And, you know, eventually both of us are going to get too old to do it. (laughs) Okay. And I'm not saying like, oh, your willy doesn't work. I'm saying we physically can't anymore because we're too old. As in like, you don't have the energy or the strength because you're like 80 or whatever, right? So your standpoint is, and this is, I'll tell you a funny story. Your standpoint as the modern woman is I'm going to control my man by withholding sex to get him to do whatever I want. Knowing, knowing that one day you're not going to be able to anymore at all. Neither one of you. And you know, we all agree Life is very short. Is that really how you want to spend your time? Trying to control your spouse with sex? Well, you know what? I'm not going to do that. So, because you didn't do this. I mean, A, that's immature. B, that's very petty. And C, before you know it, especially, and I'm not trying to be mean, especially for the women, guess what? Nobody's going to come around sniffing your uh, lady garden, if you will. 
you know, once you hit 30, unfortunately, this is not me. And this is why I wanted time to explain my side. But once you hit 30, it goes south real quick in terms of men sniffing around, right? So you're going to be like, what little time I have in being desired and what little time we have on this earth and how how short life is. Well, I'm going to be the strong, independent woman and control my man by saying, no, I have a headache. So, you know, and just because they pissed you off or whatever. Right. You know, and I've seen this at bars on TikTok. Women are like, we've been sitting here for two hours and they're all, I mean, they're not hot, but they're, you know, they're normal. Like, oh, they're whatever, you know, they're, they're relatively attractive, right? They're like, we've been sitting here for two hours. Not one guy has come up to us because they know they're just like, why am I going to get in a relationship with somebody if I'm never going to have sex with them? We're living together and most likely they're going to leave. There's a 70% chance that that individual is going to leave me. Where, where's the upside, right? Not counting all the emotional damage that both of you are going to endure. Okay. And the funny story I was going to tell you, (laughs) so I was dating somebody and, you know, it didn't take them very long. I think it was like a few months where they decided to take that stance. Well, you know what? I'm not going to be in the mood tonight. I was like, now keep in mind that's, I'm not your typical dude who thinks with his wedding vegetables. She's like, you know what? Maybe I'm just not going to be in the mood tonight. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go ride my motorcycle. So like I was making YouTube videos or just, you know, making videos of riding around practicing my riding my motorcycle. Cause I just started, um, you know, I was teaching myself. I was like, all right, cool. She's like, fine. So I left for like, I don't know, probably two, three hours, you know, cause I was like, all right, fine. I don't care. Uh, you know, and they just went in the room and I was like, you don't want to at least like hang out now. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. So I grabbed my gear and I just riding around on my motorcycle, making YouTube videos, having a great time. Oh man, was she pissed? <laughs> she goes, you know what? I, I used to have to like, you know, uh, what did she say? She's like, uh, you know, guys were just always climbing on top of me or begging me to sleep with me and all this other stuff. I was like, so you're mad that I'm not a typical dude yet. You always complain about guys only wanting sex. So now when you finally meet a guy who's like, well, I'm not that type of person. I'm not, I'm not that guy who always just wants to score, you know, uh, with a random chick or, you know, always want some. Okay. Like I have self-control. So you're mad that I'm 
the one guy you found that has self-control because you said all the other guys, oh, you know, they're always begging me and all this other stuff. And I'll tell you something else kind of funny. <laughs> I was thinking, I didn't say this out loud because this individual was older than me. And well, they, they are older than me. And anyways, and when they said that, you know, guys used, guys would always, you know, beg me and all this other stuff. And I was like, yeah, maybe 20 years ago. <laughs> so I know that's mean. But that's why I didn't say it. I was thinking it. I was like, mm, yeah, like when you're like a cute 22 year old, <laughs> you know, anyways. Okay. So that, that was the funny story. So here's my take. Okay. I, I would love nothing more than to build a relationship and have a family with somebody. Okay. And I know I excluded love in, in this episode because we we're just looking at the mathematics. And the other reason, A, it's easier just to put in numbers. Okay. So we're just looking at the numbers and there's no emotions. Okay. So it'll, it'll hopefully tame the, the emotions, you know, who, whoever's listening. So you can't be angry. Or you shouldn't be angry because it's just numbers. It's not me like, you know, all women are bad or anything like that. This is just the mathematics, right? So I'm trying to just be neutral about it. But the other reason why is, and I've been thinking about this. You have a lot of time to think when you live in a tiny house out in the woods and no TV, right? Um, I was thinking about past relationships, right? I... The reason, the other reason why I held out love was I don't think any of them, any person that I've dated, any woman that I was in a relationship with, I don't believe they were truly in love with me. And I do not believe they actually cared about me when I look back on it. And I'll give you an example, the most important example or the biggest example is there's an individual that I was with for years. It was like the, one of the longest relationships I've ever been in. I, I think it was the longest and I'm not going to say what happened, but I literally gave up my life for this individual. Literally gave up my life. I was supposed to be dead by Saturday and I gave up my life. So that individual could walk and be free. And so nothing would happen to him. That individual now is happily married with kids. And I can guarantee, despite what I did, they don't think about me. They don't care about me. And they most likely hate me. And that's just how it is. When a relationship ends, the woman in the relationship does not care at all. From, from my observation and my experience, and when you think about when you're with this person or any relationship that I was in, I was like, they never truly loved me. They never truly cared about me. They were just with me 
because they were either bored, desperate, lonely, or felt like they had no other choice. Like there were no other options out there. That Those are the only reasons why. So when I take love out of this relationship, uh, uh, out of this relationship study that I did in this, for this episode and just looked at the mathematics. Yes, it was to be neutral so that we can all just look at the math and the numbers. But the other side of it was not one of them that I ever been with from my reflection from thinking about all this, all past relationships, because I, I knew I was doing this episode. I was like, not one of them loved me. That person that I gave up my life for, that person never truly loved me, never cared about me, and never wanted to be with me. And so that's why I, I know that this individual hates me. Because I'm sure they're like, you know what? He, he's not my type. Um, you know, I never truly loved him. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they're going through it in their head. They're just like, huh, I really hate him. What a POS. And now I'm happily married with kids. And I could care less about me, you know, as a me, mouse. You know, I could care less about that person that I was with. So when it comes to a relationship and you look at all the numbers and from my standpoint, from the experiences that I've had, there is no upside to a relationship at all. It's not worth it. I would love for it to be worth it or, or find somebody that's worth it. I would love nothing more. Believe me. I, I enjoy being alone. It's awesome. I do my own thing. I got my own schedule. You know, I don't have to be considerate. Be like, you know what? I don't want to listen to this. Or, you know, I'm not going to play this podcast that I've listened to like five times because it's still hilarious. Because it would drive them nuts. They'll be like, seriously, you're going to listen to this again? You already listened to it a couple days ago. Right? Obviously, you can't do that if you're living with somebody. You drive them crazy. Well, I... I want to listen to that. So it's nice being alone. And the other part that I mentioned before, why am I going to be with somebody if I'm only going to sleep with them once a week, twice a week, if I'm lucky? I mean, this isn't like, oh yeah, I'm a big man. And you know, I I, I could do this. No, I'm just being honest. If I'm not making love to the individual that I'm with minimum twice a day, there's no point in being together. What's the point? You're you're living together. You're paying the bills together. You're eating together. You're having conversations with each other. And you're, from my standpoint, you're rarely having sex. That's a roommate. That's not a relationship. You know? That is not an individual that you truly love. If you're sleeping with them only like once or twice a week. If you truly love that person. And you know you're not. 
going to battle against them. Ooh, I'm going to control this individual with sex by withholding. If you actually both let down your guard and you open up and you're like, hey, you know what? I truly love you and you truly love me and we're building a family together. We're building a relationship together. Then making love twice a day or more would be very normal. So when I look at it, I'm just like, once or twice a week, I'm good. Yeah, I'd rather be alone. I'm not going to sleep next to somebody night after night. Somebody that I built a relationship with, that I've fallen in love with, and now all I do is lay there next to them. And we're not having any sort of physical intimacy. We're not intimate at all. Only once or twice a week. That's not healthy. That is not a good relationship at all. In my eyes, that's not worth it. I don't even care about the money. and care less. Emotionally, that is not worth it. There, there is no reason for me to be in that situation at all. That sounds like a very miserable existence. And that's why I'm always like, I'm keeping the door closed. That's why the door is still open, but trust me, it's going to take a lot to get through that door. Okay, because I promised all of you that I keep the door open. But for the most part, I'm fine doing my own thing. Being alone, I made $4,500 today. That's good. It's not a ton of money, but, you know, within 12 hours, that's not bad. So being alone is working out so far. I know we went over our time, so I apologize. Normally it's 48 minutes. But I hope all of you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned. Within five days, I will be posting a new episode. Have a good night.